0: We have before us the opportunity to forge, for ourselves and for future generations, a new world order. It appears as though something has happened in the motorcade route. The world has been struck. Fired out of two adjoining rooms using a device similar to a hammer to smash the windows.
1: Several uh, flying saucers there of extraterrestrial origin.
0: get Chris Graves hi welcome to a new and yet another edition of digging Chris Graves uh, I'd like to welcome a very special guest Adam from Deborah gets red pilled that podcast is fantastic and uh, for those who might not be aware of it uh, what what's the background on Deborah gets red pilled like it's a very unique and uh I got a, a kick out of it when I first heard about it like the title itself. Uh, what's the concept for it, Adam? And welcome, by the way.
1: Yeah, thanks, man. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, the concept is the show con- consists of me and my mother-in-law, my wife's mom, who is a um, upper middle class, lower wealthy class, uh, Marin County, California, lifelong, died in the wool like Hillary Clinton type Democrat. And, uh, she's a fantastic person to want to do this with me. I love her a lot. And she's always been uh very, very nice to me ever since I met her. I'm the, I have, uh, if anybody's not watching, I have like missing teeth and cauliflower ears and neck tattoos. So it's not always like the best look to go meet your new girlfriend's parents, but, uh, they were really, her family was really great to me from day one. And, uh, yeah, so she decided to do the show with me, and we we uh, expose her to all sorts of crazy conspiracy stuff and things that she's never even heard of and didn't even know existed. and then we um also just expose everyone that she's always thought were the the good ones, you know, the Hillary clintons, the Nancy Pelosi's, the Adam Schiffs of the world. Um, and just you know i I tried to uh, come at things um from a philosophically consistent standpoint with her and just catch her in all sorts of um, inconsistencies. And it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, we've taken a step back from conspiracies now just because it's uh, all over the place to just, and we just, uh, her and I are just got kind of going through the weekly news stories and and talking about it. So
0: yeah, oh, that's, that's it. Great. That's great. What would you say the your, success or failure rate when it comes to red pilling deborah at this point
1: oh i think um i think she's all the way there i think she knows it's all a scam it's just how much she wants to admit on what day you know okay i yeah, think right. uh, like as far as specific stuff goes um she won't admit it i think she thinks the flat the earth is flat And um, the one that she has admitted full on on air is that we did not go to the moon. We had um, we've had we had two good moon landing shows. The first one we had Alex Stein on a while back before he got too big for our platform. And uh, then later on, we had Bart Sabrell after he came out with his book Moon Man. And, you know, we asked
0: her point blank. and She said there's no there's no possible way we went to the moon. I'm actually kind of shocked. I thought that would be one of the harder ones. I mean life. it's
1: it's kind of my that's one of my favorites and it's kind of my litmus test on whether I can or can't talk to people. Right. And it's crazy because there's a lot of people that I respect that actually still believe it. I think they're hanging on to it just because they love aliens and stuff like aliens from outer space so much.
0: Well, it's funny you say that. I I think I have a good idea of this answer but because of what you just said about the alien aspect of it, do you think, um, because there's, for years and years, I'll be honest, I actually thought there may have been something to um, them faking the footage, uh, supposedly um, NASA faking the moon landing footage, because they didn't want us to see what they may have, you know, found on the moon, you yeah. know, like the glass, the glass structures, the, the, artificial building structures that are supposedly is on the far side of the moon you know things of that nature but when i was reading dave mcgowan's um series of articles wagging the moon doggy it started to make me think that could we have gone there at all like just yeah with the, no in way general. so is that kind of around the same thing for you like with I
1: never, I never entertained like the pyramids on the the moon or the the base, the, on the dark side of the moon, or that it rang like a bell when they landed. I don't think uh, there's right. any way that we can leave lower Earth or orbit. I don't, I don't think okay. we can get through the, through the Tim Allen radiation belts. And um, <laughs> you know, um, I haven't uh, gotten into to Dave's work on that. I love everything that he's done, and I'm sure that I would love that as well. I haven't looked into it too much. Um, I highly you know,
0: suggest it. That was probably his most humorous work as well. Yeah, he has fun. With I it mean, it,
1: it is it is humorous to think that we went to the moon, but um, yeah, I like uh, Bart Sabrell's work on the deal, even though I don't agree with him on everything. Um, other stuff, but his moon his moon landing stuff has been uh, really really good. And then that Italian guy uh, Massimo, I forget his last name. He's done a um, he did a, a five hour moon landing documentary that was really good too.
0: Wow. Well, I got to look into that. Yeah. yeah. there's some hearing of that one. Um, yeah. So with Bart, for those who may not be aware Bart Sabrell was famously or infamously uh, punched out by Buzz Aldrin, right? Yeah.
1: Buzz Aldrin punched him right in the face. Yeah. What was the thing he actually asked him just point blank? Like he was, he was trying to, he was going around and finding them, um, and, and at telling, asking them to swear on the Bible that we went to the moon, that they had gone to the moon right. and none of them will do it.
0: Yeah. And there's a lot of masonry, uh, I think surrounding NASA, like with the symbols, right?
1: Yeah. Apparently, um, everyone who, every astronaut who's apparently been there is, is a Freemason. Right. And I think, uh, you know, they supposedly there's a, they, they talk about it, uh, The astronauts say that they went and did whatever they needed to do to classify a whatever requirement it is to put to open a Freemason Lodge. They did that on the
0: moon is what they'll say. So officially there because I've heard this, too. Officially, there's a lot a Freemason Lodge on the moon. According to to them, the astronauts. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, we'll just leave. We'll leave (laughs) that and let people think for themselves, I guess. Yeah. That's a movie. That's a movie right there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. Well, anyway, yeah, though, it's fascinating. Plus, uh, when the uh, Apollo 11 guys came back, like they're their press conference their moods are all like dire like the the body language and everything you ever notice that too
1: yeah they look like they just got talked to in the back <laughs>
0: yeah like you better, that's the best way to put put it almost like they have like firearms pointed at their heads like off yeah yeah, yeah, yeah meanwhile they supposedly just did the greatest accomplishment of mankind right it's like yeah yeah it, it's absurd yeah i don't really know what to make of the whole thing i mean i don't I think they faked the footage. Uh, whether they sent uh, robotic, you know, stuff up there without people is a difference. Even the phone call with Richard Nixon yeah. to the moon. I mean, I can barely <laughs> get reception across like the house, you know. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, 1969, they were doing it on a, on a landline. Yeah, with Tricky Dick, you know, <laughs> <laughs> he's not a crook, folks. No. Um, so anyway, just backing up a little bit. What got you into this? uh, this world of a uh, conspiracy uh, research or just the theories in general? Um, yeah, I was never
1: awake to it. I'm not one of those guys that knew nine 11 was wrong. You know, I'm 43 years old. So I was 21 when nine 11 happened and you know, it didn't wake me up. I didn't yeah. think anything about it. Um, I bought the narrative, wasn't looking into it. Um, I used to be a very, heavy drinker and part-time drug abusers so um most of my time and energy and money went into pursuing that kind of thing um in 2012 i got sober and uh you know took about three four years and my brain started coming back to life and i started just seeing everything around me and being like oh this isn't right you know um what really did it to me was um the 2015 maybe 14 uh democratic primaries when it was uh bernie i was a big i was a union iron worker at the time so i was a big bernie sanders guy you know i probably would have without ever studying any sort of economics or politics would have called myself like a a democratic socialist or like a union commie or something like that um i'm not anymore and uh You know, everything that um, Bernie was saying was appealing to me without, because, you know, I didn't ask the two follow-up questions of, like, where's the money going to come from to do all these great things that you're saying, um, which is all it takes to debunk everything that Bernie Sanders says. But um, And he'll say that's a Republican talking point. (laughs) But um, anyway, Bernie Sanders was running against Hillary Clinton for the Democratic primary, presidential primary. And um, they were going to all these states, and Bernie Sanders was winning the popular vote in all these uh, primaries. And then, do you remember the super delegates? Yeah. So I'd never heard of that before. I don't think anybody had ever heard of that before because I don't think they'd ever used it. They, they I, there right. might be some some. I um. I don't remember
0: but, being used prior to that. So yeah, yeah. So if
1: anybody doesn't remember, like Bernie Sanders would go, he'd win the state, and then like. He would either come out tied, or Hillary Clinton would get more um, delegate. uh, What are delegates? Is that what delegates? Yeah. 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 And it was supposedly because there was like two. There would be two or four people in the state that had these extra special voting rights, and their vote was worth (laughs) more. Like, and they'd get. They were called super delegates. Yeah. Distance there, um, right? <laughs> yeah, and it turned out every single one of them was uh was a, an employee of the DNC. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, and all of Bernie just...
0: Bernie's rallies, there were like, yeah, huge. yeah. I,
1: I was living in uh, Oakland, California at the time, and he came to Oakland, and the line was seriously like four miles, like wrapped throughout downtown Oakland. Like nobody got in. It was just everybody down there, like waiting in line. Like I saw somebody did like walked the line, you know, with a camcorder and they had to like, in fast forward, it still took like four minutes to get through it. (laughs) Right. And, um,
0: shades of Ron Paul's campaign. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah.
1: And, um, and yeah. And then, uh, so when
0: you saw like Hillary's rallies, there were like 10 people there. I was
1: like in a cafeteria, high school cafeteria. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) but yeah, and then uh bernie um conceded, lost, yeah. and then he uh bent down and and kissed her ring, said to support her said to support Hillary clinton um right. which which I did my union told me to i did i voted for her. right, and uh you know, after that, um Dave Smith from part of the problem podcast, he's a comedian libertarian guy, he right. went on Joe Rogan right after that and started talking a bunch about um anarcho-capitalism and and libertarianism and i'd never been exposed to that and it was just kind of like bernie sanders stuff but like all about 100 percent just maximum personal responsibility and at that time that really stood out to me right. and um i went down i went down that whole thing started learning a little bit about economics and um anarcho-capitalism I'm, i don't consider myself that anymore but i did for a long time and um, at the same time, I think uh, you know, was right around when uh, Tinfoil Hat came out, and I started, uh, you know, I was a big uh, Eddie Bravo fan, and uh, you know, I started listening to that. I don't listen to that anymore. I'm not a Sam Tripoli fan anymore, but I, I still love Eddie Bravo. But um, but yeah, I uh, yeah, and that did it for me, and I, so I kind of got red pilled on conspiracies and uh, politics at the same time, and realized that they were all kind of the same
0: it's hard for me to say i gotta ask i don't know uh, and if you don't want to answer i totally understand but i was just the guest on uh sam trip on tinfoil hat yesterday and yeah now, now i'm like now i'm starting to think if, it was, if that was a wise move or not
1: <laughs> yeah i mean it's probably it's gonna get you a bunch oh. of downloads i
0: okay. would you know because maybe you know something that i don't and that maybe that's not for on the air either so i don't uh, know
1: I, I i can say it i'm um, I mean he said he would never play a vaccinated only club and then Eight. did it 2 weeks later oh, so he you know okay. I mean people I I hold people to their word and if you don't have that I mean I I was ready to to I mean that was one show that he that he couldn't cancel I was ready to lose my job over that shit so
0: wow okay yeah, I didn't. I didn't
1: know that. But congrats on getting that. That's the biggest, the biggest <laughs> yeah, show around, man. So <laughs> no, I cool. I'm glad it. I get it in here in the after you yeah. did it because maybe more people will listen to this one now.
0: Well, there you go. Yeah, it's always a positive. You know, we we'll try to.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, so. uh, you know, I don't think he's a horrible dude or anything like that. I just uh, I can't support somebody that that does that. No, kind of. I get it.
0: I totally get it. I didn't know that story. I didn't know about that. To be honest yeah. with you. But anyway, okay, so. Um, when did you and did you start looking at things like uh, one of the biggest things for me was nine eleven. Yeah. Like, did, when would you think like during this period of not woke but awake, like being awake? Um, did you get to did you get to that topic first of all, and like JFK and did you go all the way back or a certain like incidents throughout history maybe or maybe not at all. Um, like I said, the the moon landing is my favorite historical
1: one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely looked into nine 11. Um, I love the work of, uh, you know, um, James Corbett and, uh, Ryan Dawson. I don't agree with him on everything. Um, you know, guys like that who did Richard Gage, who did all sorts of good stuff. And, yeah. uh, okay. yeah, um, Richard Gage. And then, uh, was the guy from grand theft world? Uh, I forget his name. He does, does great stuff on it too. Right. And.
0: Um, is there a particular angle or uh, aspect of 9/11 that you gravitated towards more than maybe some of the other ones? Um, I gravitate towards you
1: know there's a so lot. lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I don't get into holograms, Project Bluebeam. Any of that yeah. kind of stuff. I, I yeah. look into the collusion and, um, you know, I'm uh, always looking to, I mean, I don't, you don't have to look hard to link stuff back to that, that one country in the Middle East, you know?
0: Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, JFK does that one too, so. He, yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't think we're talking about Saudi Arabia, which is what he's no. paraded out. It's kind of like the Cuban thing during JFK, in my opinion, kind of a smokescreen for, the real deal but yeah but yeah no that changed that changed me uh, along with a lot of other people i think and it kind of in my opinion leads us to where we are now with the the covid stuff too like 2020 was definitely a huge result of what they got away with on september 11 2001 especially with the patriot act and act and all that and boston bombing seemed like it was a, a a beta it was a test run, yeah, to lock people in the houses. And people were actually applauding, like when they saw tanks coming down. Were the you
1: you in Massachusetts? Yeah, where, where was you in proximity to Boston when that
0: happened? Well, I was on the Santa Monica Pier. Oh, okay, <laughs> in Santa Monica, California, waiting to you know, getting a little one last, uh, you know, one last fill of uh, my uh, Los Angeles vacation at the time, okay. And I was waiting to go back to Burbank Airport to fly back to Logan. Yeah. Which is only like a mile and a half away or two miles. Yeah, about a mile and a half away from Boylston Street where the Boston bombing took place. So when we got back to the airport, it was almost like a 9-11 situation where you had guys with like, it looked like machine guns, like in the terminals and everything. It was pretty, uh, pretty surreal. And at that time, they were doing the manhunt for whatever, so patsy, yeah, whatever patsy they were deciding on because there were quite a few actually at first, and I studied yeah. that quite a bit. But they uh, decided to, uh, you know, pick him. I guess after, because I remember watching live on CNN what appeared to be the older brother naked being arrested and put in the back of a cop car. Yeah. I saw that live. Yeah, then Monica Perez.
1: Monica Perez has done fantastic work on that too. She's she and she talks about
0: that footage of seeing it live. Yep. Yeah, and uh, Dave McGowan, I believe I'll I'll say this and I've talked to Dave McGowan's brother Craig and uh people like Maria Heller who used to do a show with Dave for years and years. I, a lot of people think that his analysis of the Boston bombing footage and uh the photographs is probably what got him killed. Really, that's a lot of people think that, yeah, because he went on Caravan to Midnight, uh, that show. I don't know if you're familiar with that with John B. Wells. No, I don't know that one, yeah, might have been before my time, you know. Oh, that's a good point, good point, yeah. That was like uh 2015 because Dave coincidentally ended up passing away from that very aggressive cancer on November 22nd, 2015, you know, the anniversary of JFK. It's kind of an eerie little thing there. Yeah. But he did extensive work on, like, just the oddities in the footage and the, the photographs. And if anyone out there, you know, is interested in the Boston bombing, because that got swept away now, too, kind of like the Vegas shooting, where there's a lot there that people just forgot. Because yeah. we get bombarded with stuff every single week now. And I think that's by design, but now it's just me, you know.
1: Yeah, how about that that one guy that's in the wheelchair that's just like missing more and more limbs every time you see him?
0: Jeff Bowman. Yeah, and the, he didn't he doesn't look the same when they're doing the uh, memorials uh services and that he goes back and forth. You know, I'm not saying it's not him, but there's a lot there, you know. Yeah. And then that one guy that got uh got killed in
1: like interrogation. Yes. And they changed the story on like he first he attacked him with a broomstick, then he had like a samurai sword. And like and he was yeah, in so.
0: his apartment, they didn't bother to bring him downtown to like the headquarters.
1: Yeah. But, yeah. And it's really strange because one of those guys that did that, it was involved in that in the killing of that guy was like ended up being a
0: helicopter, right?
1: Yeah. And the other guy was like an Oakland yeah. cop, Oakland, California, which is just which really makes strange. Sense yeah
0: because yeah. originally at first they said it was just FBI agents you know yeah. asking questions there's a lot there still um, yeah and I actually looked into something too I don't know if uh, a lot of other people have, but originally there was a fire at the JFK library, which is across across the way from Boylston Street where the bomb the bombs went off and originally it was reported that it was a, an explosive that went off in the archives room of the JFK library, you know, it's like, it made me start to think, you know, was that a part of it, like a diversion or whatever, like, or was it a way to destroy some JFK evidence that was in the archives that we would never be able to have ever again? You know, I went down that rabbit hole and I think there might be something to it. And I found out just prior to that, George HW Bush and his Carlisle group who also has members of the Bin Laden family? They purchased the JFK Library just prior to that, like maybe a few months or like maybe a year at the most. But right before that, and apparently, a uh, Poppy Bush there and JFK, they were uh, they were uh, enemies uh, quite a bit. Of the Bush family and the Kennedys and things. If you look at yeah, like, it's Russia.
1: it's strange that they would been enemies because like you know, it sounded like George Bush didn't even care that much because he didn't even know where he, where he was when. When JFK got assassinated.
0: That's Yeah, true. that, uh, that you know?
1: Carlisle group thing is interesting because isn't wasn't that the excuse of why they were meeting on the morning of 9-11?
0: 9-11, that's right. Yeah. yeah. yeah in Washington, yeah. Yeah. And, of course, if you look back even further, there's George DeMoren Shield, right? I want to get this right it was never really proven that he was officially a handler for the CIA of Lee Harvey Oswald, but on the books, I believe that George DeMoren Shield was the one responsible for getting Lee Harvey Oswald the job at the Texas school book depository. The thing about George Demoran Shield is that he was very good friends with George H.W. Bush at the time. And even later on when George H.W. Bush became the leader of the uh, CIA, George DeMortenshield reached out to him because he felt like he was in danger because he had to testify when they reopened the JFK assassination in the 70s for the House Select Committee but uh, he didn't end up getting any help from uh, Poppy Bush there because he ended up deciding to shoot himself like, with a <laughs> rifle in his house right before he was supposed to go to testify but they found George H.W. Bush's phone number in his pocket though, you know. Yeah. And also, not to go on George H. W. Bush, but he seems to be connected to everything. Um, he was good friends with um, the Hinckley family. Yeah, uh, and Scott Hinckley, John Hinckley's older brother, was supposed to be having a, a dinner meeting with, I believe it was Marvin Bush, that for the night after the Reagan uh, assassination attempt. Do you so, think it's Do you think
1: <laughs> it's as simple as George H. W. Bush? wanted to be president so he arranged that that assassination attempt.
0: Well if people go and look up there's there's photos that are out there of the Bush family like I don't want to say eagerly waiting, but they're like just their body language and their expressions about whether or not Ronald Reagan you know survived the surgery is pretty yeah. telling it's pretty telling because Poppy Bush I just say Poppy Bush is easier than HW you know, this whole thing. Poppy Bush would have been president eight years prior than what he actually did. So, uh, I because yeah, that was 1980,
1: yeah. and he was president 88 to 92. Yeah,
0: that's right. Yeah, and he was. Uh, he likes to deny. Well, he's dead now, but he denied for years and years that he was a part of the CIA around the time of the John F. Kennedy assassination, right? But then all of a sudden, he's given the the role of leader for the CIA in 1975. You know what I mean? Like you had, wouldn't you have to be coming up the ranks somehow? Like during that time, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, people have to be logical about it. But okay, so you were talking about, and I don't want to keep. Uh, I keep talking more than you. I
1: apologize. No, that's all
0: good, man. All these things like popping in my head here. There, are, everything's connected. I feel like. Um, you said that the moon landing was like the favorite thing to look into with the conspiracy well,
1: it's one of them i like uh antarctica too
0: okay can you can you go into a little bit of that for uh people I mean, that are not totally red-pilled but it's fascinating
1: i just like uh the the totally basic um admiral bird admiral bird one with uh you know nazi nazi ufos and you know these warm spots in uh whole other, antarctica uh, whole other and, piece yeah of land right and like, if paradise. it's uh, if yeah, and if it's the you know, new Schwabenland, which is right. Klaus Schwab's family. And that. um whether or not, you know the, oh uh Truth Stream Media, are you familiar with them, Aaron and Melissa Dykes? Yes they make, they make really good uh documentaries that I think are still on YouTube. I don't know if they got kicked off, but you can find them everywhere. They have they, like,
0: they came back to Twitter after uh, an absence. I know that.
1: Yeah, they have a really, really fascinating uh antarctica
0: documentary
1: and it's just really cool to watch because they use like all the old military footage from from yeah. supposed that supposed operation high jump yeah and like all this stuff and it's uh they show aerial photos of like that hole in the ground in the middle of antarctica stuff like
0: that so and they also have i don't know if it's part of their material but i always found it, uh, admiral Byrd's interview on that it was like talk show, I believe, or, or whatever that was from like, like right before he died, actually, where he admits that there's this whole other vast piece of land that no one knows about. Yeah. I love that like
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's definitely a fun one. I don't know uh, how much stock I can put in that guy or anything like that, but it's, uh, right. it's super fun to to get into and it gets into hollow earth and
0: all that it goes into hollow earth it goes into flat earth a little bit it goes into the nazi ufos it's like got all these elements and everything yeah and yeah he said even he found a whole other race of um creatures or whatever (laughs) all these things yeah no that's a fascinating one but what are um, do you think that you uh, you and Deborah will will eventually get back to uh, the conspiracy realm? I know right now we're bombarded with we're in a conspiracy world. That's the ironic part. Yeah, what happened was like you know we were I was relying
1: on a guest every week, and uh, it was just just hard. You know you know how it goes finding yeah. a guest, finding all these guests, and organizing and doing all this stuff. And then uh, I was having people on. I wasn't really very confident with my interviewing style and uh i didn't have i don't have time to you know i can't do the greg carlwood thing where i where i read everybody's book before they come (laughs) on or whatever you know so i was kind of going in cold and i'm just like not quick enough to do that so um i think i was being a little bit hard on myself but i always thought you know like i don't if if I get to the point where I'm doing the show and it's not a show that I would want to listen to. If it wasn't my show, then I got to either end it or, or switch some stuff up. Um, I was just like, I'm, you know, we're 175 episodes in and I've been, you know, deep into all this stuff for six years straight. Um, and where can people no, find that by the way, like just like uh, the
0: different platforms.
1: Yeah. Deborah gets red pilled everywhere that there's podcasts. Okay. And, um, you yeah, know, we're on, we just started a Patreon too. I don't know if you had
0: like a, an actual website that could, would that. No,
1: work. no website. Um, okay. I should I need to get one. But
0: me too. Uh, me too. Yeah.
1: But yeah, just nothing was really blowing my mind anymore, and it was getting to the point where like the more obscure stuff, I wasn't really believing anybody about what right. they said. Yeah. Um, like I had this guy on who told me that he invented like anti gravity in his kitchen, and I I just don't buy it. You know, I don't. I don't <laughs> Really? And, uh, yeah.
0: That's awesome actually. I missed that one.
1: Yeah, and uh so I mean he's not a bad guy. I just right. I, didn't,
0: I, didn't, I didn't believe it and uh um he didn't really convince you either after it was all said and done. I was kind no. of like okay. Um and I
1: uh and yeah, just um a lot of the time what was going on is that Deborah, she's you know, she's like meek. She doesn't speak up. She's like nervous and scared and doesn't want to say the wrong thing. She's kind right. of a, she's a big time people pleaser. So like I would ask her questions during the show and yeah. I could see her like answering in the way that she would thought that I would want her to answer, you know, yeah. rather than being fully honest. So I was like, all right, I got to get these guests out of here, get her more comfortable. And I know like back and forth, her and I talking was yeah. what the show is. great. That's yeah, great that's yeah. what the show's based on. And now like she's back to that. But and we start. So,
0: you had your friend Chud on for a while. Too, yeah, right?
1: he's still gonna do some of the shows. So what we're gonna do is we're doing those. We're doing one of those like headline shows a week yeah. every Wednesday. We're gonna drop it, and it's gonna be just the headlines from the recent past, yeah. Crazy news stories and just the regular news stories and all the conspiracies around it. I love finding um, it. And then uh, we have a Patreon, and we're gonna do like one true crime episode a month. Wow. With her because she loves true crime. That's one way to get her to talk with again. My mother too. Know. Yeah, and uh, and um, then we'll do one like conspiracy show with Chud and I, and I maybe Deborah, but I don't think so. And then um, and then I'm gonna do like a uh, like a.
0: Are you gonna do something with that that, that Free with Billy Ray Valentine?
1: Yeah. We're going to put the weekly show on there too, when it comes out. Gosh. So yeah. And then it's also going to be available for free. You know, right. that's going to be live, I think every Wednesday night, and then I'll put it out as a podcast later, yeah. but yeah. And then we're also going to do like a, uh, one time a month round table, like Monday night master debaters type show with a bunch <laughs> with, with me, Chud, maybe a yeah. couple other guys and a couple guests every time. And yeah. then, um, For the people that spend enough on Patreon, we're gonna do once a month. Um, like with the fans of the show, can come on and do a Zoom with us. That sounds
0: awesome. That that's I love that. Um, oh no,
1: one thing we're doing um with Deborah that I forgot, we're gonna do uh, a movie review once a month. So (laughs) our first one's gonna be not this weekend but next weekend, and we're doing uh, the Wraith, the 1986 uh, sci-fi horror classic. With Charlie Sheen. And, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. I actually, I, me, uh, my friend uh, Six from the New Prisoners podcast, uh, him and I actually on Friday the 13th at midnight, we, we actually did like a watch along uh, audio commentary for like one of the fan films. Yeah, vengeance. yeah it, it, it kind of came out okay but you know, i like the fact that you're willing to do like the movie review thing too because I, I i personally was going to do one by myself when i didn't have any anybody around i was going to review a documentary on the columbine uh, massacre yeah kind of goes into all the other weird like more shooters than what you know the theory whatever there's a lot there but yeah no i'm glad that you're you're opening up and and trying different things out i commend anyone that wants to get out of like a comfort zone so that's yeah. great thanks Ben. but there's actually another thing i wanted to bring up if you're okay with it um i know a lot of people now like a lot you know in the digital realm that they're not i don't want to use the word preppers but like, or doomsday or any of that crap but like the the realistic possibility that you know, we could lose the power grid or at any point or world war three that they they provoke or whatever, whoever they are, but you actually took the initiative and it's something that I I would like to do eventually, but you went and moved out of like the city and into like the country, right?
1: Yeah. We lived, um, in suburban Portland, Oregon, you know, we lived, it was pretty much just an extension extension of Southeast Portland, um, you know, it take me like less than 15 minutes to get to where all that Antifa stuff was at the courthouse. Like, well, that's, yeah. you know, that's less than 15 minutes from my old house. And um, I had a, a great house in a great little, it was a cool little
0: suburb town, just like a working class little suburb. How, and, how, uh, much, how much work and like time and effort did it take and did it take its toll on you? Like just trying to make that switch because I know I've heard it's not the easiest uh, transition to make.
1: I mean, um, it was cool. I got a, I got a great wife who really encouraged us to do it. And, uh, luckily we sold our house right at the right time and made a bunch of money on it and we're able to, we upgraded on land. We got 15 acres and downgraded on a house, bought a hundred year old farmhouse from like this tweaker biker guy that had all sorts (laughs) of meth (laughs) projects going on in it. And yeah, it's still not, uh, anywhere near where I want it to be, but, um, you know, we spent the first winter without any heat in in wow. Northwest Oregon. You know, it was tough. And uh got it well, through it. Water our, and
0: all that, too? Like, completely? We, we
1: got water and, yeah, it,
0: it had water and
1: electricity and stuff, but just uh oh. no heat. We tried to – we got a wood stove for our first winter and thought that that was going to work, and it didn't didn't really work out too well. We got central air and heat now.
0: You know, but, they want to um, take away gas now, too, apparently.
1: Yeah. 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 No gas stoves. We got, uh, we got propane propane running our gas stove. So it's all good. It'll
0: be the next thing that by, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. But,
1: um, yeah, it's definitely, uh, definitely a different kind of life. Um, my wife's successful at her job and really enjoys it. And, um, I was able to leave my job last February. So I've almost been, uh, full-time out here for a whole year. You completely
0: work for yourself, right? Live on your own land, your own property. You're self sustaining. Are we're
1: not, uh, we're not self sustaining yet, you know? We have something uh,
0: you're working towards, or
1: we are working towards it. I don't have any thoughts that I'm ever going to be 100% off the grid or anything like that. My short term or my long term goal, I guess, is it's everybody has all these that that hasn't done it yet has all these thoughts of what they're going to do. My main goal is to go to the, to, to eventually have it. So I have to go to the grocery store once a month. That's wow. all I want to do. Um, I've got, I've got all the animals that I need out here. I raise, I've got sheep and pigs and chickens now. Um, I've got neighbors who I can buy beef from and, um, yeah, you work
0: towards solar at some point. I know it's so expensive to start it or whatever. I you know, is that yeah, something you will look into?
1: I haven't really checked it out. And uh, I know mm-hmm. like from past experience, the companies that'll come do it for you, it's a it's a big scam. So wow. if I would ever do that, I would want to do it, you know, on my own with batteries and stuff like that. And right. That's that's something that's far off. You know, all my time and effort and money right. now is going into remodeling the house. Um, yeah. fixing up the land, building fences, everything. You know, it's all it all costs money. So, um, yeah, yeah. But it's Do you good. You feel
0: I, freer though. Do you feel freer now
1: though? Oh, I feel fantastic, man. It's That's uh great. Yeah, I mean, I I had a good job. You know, I was I was in the highest paid union trade. I was a elevator mechanic, cool. and um, you know, I'd be sitting there in in my in the parking garage and downtown Portland waiting to go into the high rise building that I was putting elevators into and just thinking about ending it all because I fucking hated it so much, you know, yeah. it's just, uh, awful. i you know, I felt like, uh, you know, I was no different than a, than a prostitute. I hated it. I was, right. I was selling them my time and my, and my health to, yeah. uh, you know, and they were paying me well for it, but it wasn't, wasn't worth it in the long run. And, um, we've got, you know, half the money now, and uh, we're we're still able to to function pretty well, and and um, just the fact you took the chance
0: that you yeah. got balls, you got balls, and uh, it seems to be working out for you. So congratulations! Yeah. and
1: uh, it, it, none of it would have been possible without you know my wife Deborah's daughter. Um, so I'm really really lucky there.
0: A shout out to her. Like that's that's great because she seems to be a rare a rarity. Yeah, know.
1: it's it's crazy, you know. Like we met when we met, I lived in Oakland. Yeah. She lived in San Francisco. Um, I eventually moved over the bridge to an apartment in San Francisco. She managed our apartment building so we got free rent. And uh we thought, you know, that was it. Like we were like, Well, oh, we made it, you know. Right, right. And um
0: in a way, you did, because I know a lot of people that are homeless and things. So
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was having a – I grew up in – I lived in Portland proper until I was 15 years old, and my family moved down to uh, the Bay Area. Right. And – um. It was the I Bay did,
0: Area with Metallica and all that. Yeah. yeah.
1: Awesome Uh, thrash scene here in the early 80s. Like, that was before my time. But I uh, – Yeah. Great punk rock scene here like I was a punk rocker growing up and uh so I got to go to some really there was like 924 Gilman was is the big famous DIY club that they had down there in Berkeley so I used to go to see all Did sorts of bands band? I never had any bands but oh. um but yeah so you know we moved back up to Oregon to because we we were never going to be able to own a house in California and right. we uh, were like oh we could make it happen in Oregon so we bought a house and you know started started everything to fixed that house up and then got
0: out of it and now we're out here so that's great but i i actually did want to ask you this other thing cuz the first i was you you were gracious enough to have me on your show twice yeah once that was once...
1: a we got good download numbers on that one people really liked it and uh, oh. Deborah was on that one right
0: yeah, I finally got to, to go back and forth with Deborah. It was about Kirk yeah, and she
1: she really liked doing that one too. She likes music also a lot.
0: So yeah. and it was kind of like one of the in line with like the 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 cold case kind of thing too, because it wasn't like a a politician or something. It was you know what I mean. So, yeah, yeah, I could tell like like my mother. She likes. I can't stand that type like Forty Eight Hours and Dateline like that just. Yeah that depresses me. Right. I can research all these conspiracies, but there's like a, a mystery to them, you know, but these other shows, they're showing details of like, Oh, they chopped up the mailman with a machete. And here's the inside of his, his spleen. I'm like, I don't want to know that. Like, I don't want to see that. But a lot of people like this true crime stuff. Yeah. And just talking about that, I, I with Kurt and everything. Um, but anyway, so you know that I'm glad to, to hear that. Cause, uh, I mean, uh, I think more people should know about that that case. But the first time I was on I was to talk about the underground bunkers. The, oh, yeah, the dumps.
1: The uh, what, What's that? Phil Schneider.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> all the, the weird underground tunneling throughout, like, our, our country that they say doesn't exist. But, like, all these different things. But it came up later on because I was about to do a, an episode of Paratroother with Tony Arterburn. about oh, black helicopters. That's Right. Yeah, you, you you and Chud, actually, uh, you told me that you know because that was like a phenomenon that kind of was like almost like a '90s thing. Yeah, it, kind
1: of it was like a '90s, ni- it was like a '90s like Randy Weaver. Yeah,
0: like um, like the militia, like whole, scare the yeah. militias and everything. Yeah. And it kind of disappeared, even though I've seen things over the years, like during 9-11 and other things where there, even the Vegas shooting. Vegas shooting is a big there one. There were people shooting from a, heli- a, yeah. a couple of helicopters and this Shoot. footage of it. If you ever wanna David, you think David
1: Weiss is just a flat earth guy? That guy knows so much about so many different things. Yeah. He was on tinfoil hat talking about the black helicopters at at Vegas. And I it's, it's yeah. impressive. Yeah.
0: yeah. Him and Jay was that the one where Jason Burmess was on with him too. There was a Maybe. couple of guys there. Yeah. And they went they went through it. And then there there's actually a guy that made a specialty out of it. Not specialty, I forget his name, John something. He worked with uh Jason Goodman uh the guy that was filming all the empty hospital videos yeah uh, during the lockdown well his his show which ugh, i should have it right off the top of my mind but he does a show that's on bit uh, for the most part jason goodman and he has this guy john cullen i i hope i'm getting it right but this john cullen guy if was on tinfoil hat too and showed the footage to sam and everybody but he actually has gone further with the with jason goodman's show where he's like showing everything He's showing the records of like the airport that was right next to the mgm grant like he's he went pretty thorough into it yeah and the thing that always like for me with the vegas thing that is really spooky and like really shows you how they can control the narrative is that all those witnesses that saw or were being chased even by other gunmen and all the other casinos down the strip that were like miles away even from the MGM Grand and there were people that supposedly actually got killed in some of these other casinos like the um you know the Planet Hollywood one there there was even a hooters <laughs> like all these different um the Bellagio that one uh, a lot of witnesses there and the FBI came in, and whew, now no one talks about it. No one remembers it. It reminds me kind of like with the, the Kennedy assassination. Over 100 people end up dying in weird ways that were in Dealey Plaza, like in the years since. Yeah. I know I know a guy that was there, but I know, know it's real. I know like, he's not a crisis actor. No, no. I don't even go into that. But I, you know what? Yeah. At this point, after looking at things like Sandy Hook and Boston bombing, yeah, there's an element to – all of those i feel like oh but, yeah for they're sure. not hoaxous, i'm not
1: i'm not saying there weren't weren't crisis oh, actors yeah. being interviewed or anything like that that's where but, it comes
0: in i feel like but the he was a you know the yeah. guy
1: that i know is a real person who has kids and him and his wife were hurt. there and like hid yeah. behind a truck or something and
0: what did, um? If you don't mind me asking, um, was did he have any insight into what I was saying about like the other casinos? No, I know you know it was he wasn't
1: like a conspiracy guy or but he didn't like let, that. Yeah, and so really it was one like it was one of those things. He it it messed yeah. him up pretty bad. Like right. he yeah. uh, I used to be in a in a motorcycle club and he was in it and uh, you know he re, he came to a meeting and retired and was just like, hey guys, I was you know at this you know whatever. Route 66, or whatever it was,
0: yeah, the festival, uh,
1: and uh, you know, he had kids and stuff. He's like, There's there's shit, uh, other shit in life, I gotta do, you know, so no,
0: I, I get it, yeah, not everyone wants to think about, but
1: this remember, time. like, remember though, there was like people that were at that, remember, they had another shooting at the country western barn, like Orange County, after people, that,
0: people that escaped from and, the yeah. Vegas shooting got murdered. Yeah, in California, and it yeah.
1: seemed like a uh, there was, yeah, there was people that were at like four things in a row.
0: Yeah. And uh mm-hmm.
1: it seemed like they were going after the conservative country western type crowd to try to get them to start consenting to gun control.
0: Oh, Trump passed the bump stock thing because of yep. Vegas.
1: Yeah. And now we're seeing that coming back right now, too. Yeah. The ATF just banned the pistol braces, which is, yeah. like you know everything I own has a pistol brace on it. Like, but I mean, it doesn't make any difference. I don't think, uh, any, any sheriffs or anybody's going to enforce it or that's the thing. That's
0: the only hope is a local that people stand their ground or whatever.
1: Yeah. Uh, sheriff, sheriff is the, the most important political, um, election in America, in my opinion, you know, I remember, I remember when, um, COVID first was like kicking off real bad and people were like, I got to leave. I got to go do governor shopping. It's like, I don't know. I don't know if you got to leave your horrible state. Like I live in a, I live in what everyone else views as a horrible state, Oregon. You know, everybody just thinks Portland, Portland's a horrible, horrible place, but I'm an hour and 15 minutes away in a red County with a sheriff who just got reelected because during COVID he wrote a letter to the governor said, none of this counts in our
0: County. Like, Good for him. Yeah. Is so, he still there? Is yeah, he, he just there? got just got reelected. What, what, let's give him a shout out because more people Brad, Sheriff Brad Pixley, Columbia Brad, County, Oregon. Good for you, good for him, seriously. Yeah. yeah. And I know people that will see that and hear that and and give him praise, you know. Yeah. Um cuz I feel like uh, oh, people have to lead by example and I know yeah. I'm not one to be on a soapbox, but you're right, 100%. Like locally, that's where you have any kind of shot because we know everything else. They're all selected. Yeah. not, they're selected years in advance sometimes. Yeah. You know, and that's not conspiracy shit. Like you, if you do any kind of research, it's the same. Like you said with Bernie and Hillary, Hillary yeah. shouldn't have got, got that, you know, in the end, not at all. But anyway, if they, what do you think happened
1: then if there's selections, what do you think happened in 2016? You know, that's the
0: the, the one thing that kind of like breaks it all breaks. I, think it, you know? I I'm not going to be popular with Trump people either. I don't like either side. Yeah. I, I don't like any of them. I think they're all the same corroded coin, two different, the appearance of, uh, being different, but it's like uh, wrestling backstage. They're buddy-buddy, you know. You look at Bill Clinton and Poppy Bush. They're supposed to be mortal enemies during uh, the campaign in uh, 91, 92, whatever. And you find out they're having cookouts and they're buddy-buddy while you know the Iran-Contra thing is going on and Poppy Bush and and Oliver North are having all the drugs smuggled in through uh Yeah, it's like go you, you let us
1: you let us use Mena, Arkansas while well, you're yeah. governor and maybe we'll uh we'll hook you up.
0: Yeah, and like in Clinton there he he was a CIA asset too. He actually drove um a uh, famous congressman that was on the Warren Commission looking into uh you know whether Lee Harvey Oswald was the lone gunman that killed JFK, right? And for the life of me, I'm not going to get this guy's name, but um Cokie Roberts, the reporter, I think she just passed away, but Cokie yeah. Roberts was a famous. Her father um, was one of the members, one of the only dissenting members of the Warren Commission that thought they screwed up, that actually thought there was a conspiracy. Yeah. Uh, Hale Boggs was his name. A young Bill Clinton in the early 1971 or 70, 71, a young Bill Clinton drove him to the airport where he would board a plane that would never be found and was presumed dead all these years going to Alaska. And the other guy that was on the plane was this guy named Nick Begich. His son, Nick Begich's son, Jr., there worked on the HARP program up in Alaska, right? Yeah. And was actually on that episode of Conspiracy Theory with Jesse Ventura talking about Harp,
1: yeah. Well, his
0: his father and Cokie Roberts' father, Hale Boggs, their plane just disappeared and they never found it when it was supposed to be going to Alaska. And it was oh, always great. curious to this day. And my friend, my good friend Donald Jeffries, he wrote about Hale Boggs and everything. And I think he has some more stuff coming up with Hidden History Three. But I'm telling you, it's all connected, man. I don't even know where I was going with that. But I I actually wanted to ask you, um, did you ever wonder, was it Portland where they had like basically seemed like an actor type that they had, they propped him up like a warlord and he- That was was Chaz in Seattle. What happened with Chaz in Seattle? (laughs) Because he just disappeared and there was no- Like what came out of it? Yeah. Like, he was like, he had, uh, there was no (laughs) law or anything going on. He was like a warlord that, like, yeah, I forget. I forget that guy's, Leroy, be
1: quiet. I forget that guy's name. Um, It was, I forget. You know who I'm talking
0: about, though. Yeah, I know exactly who who you're talking about. He was on
1: Hotep Jesus interviewed him. Let me look it up on my phone real quick. That's right. Yeah. I think, you know, Chaz just dissolved because they realized that they couldn't grow. They didn't vegetables anymore. on pizza boxes with a quarter inch of dirt on them in a parking lot, you know. I tried. It doesn't yeah, work. And right. like That's like right. immediately just people started getting like raped and murdered in there, you know. Right. And, and they're, they're
0: um, like, well, maybe this is a bad op. We should have thought this thing through. Or something else popped up and they were like, all right, cancel that one, guys. Get, yeah. uh, the, get funny thing, the funny thing, the funny
1: thing with that though is like as soon as they organized Chaz, like they immediately like built a wall and put armed guards at it. Right, right. You know this
0: is way before January 6th and all yeah. that but Yeah,
1: But yeah, they all the all the people who were probably who hated Donald Trump because he wanted to build the wall. Like that's the yeah. first thing they did to to protect
0: their their sovereign area. Build a wall.
1: The yeah. guy's name was uh, Raz Simone.
0: And we have no idea where he went, right? Yeah. He must be working on a different op now with a different name and all that yeah, stuff. yeah. you know what I mean but well, anyway before we go and before I, oh, I... Know, let me tell you a funny sure, story about can. him is uh
1: he had a he had a some sort of apartment or property that was up on Airbnb and really? somehow Steven Crowder found it and like went and rented it and uh and like declared it sovereign territory as theirs. The guy had like a good a good sense of humor about it and thought it was like funny and like, well, you know, he was at
0: a central casting. So yeah, yeah. How, so. how serious can you be when it comes to that? Yeah. But before I was going to throw it to you for any, uh, for where people could find you and all your work and everything. I, the, the reason why I brought up the black helicopter thing was shut in yourself were telling me that it's not a phenomenon, obviously besides Vegas and 9-11, because there's a there's a black helicopter sitting in the smoke right before the tower comes down. I have the footage of that still.
1: Crazy. Besides that,
0: I think you guys were telling me that you guys were being like kind of like surveilled or it felt like you guys were being like followed around your property with the basically like a, a drone or a black as helicopter. soon
1: as soon as we got out here. As the first day that I that I moved in, I got um, we got buzzed by two big, giant, flat, black Chinook helicopters. No markings on them, no nothing. And I've heard that the military has flat, black helicopters, but they all have to have some sort of number or right. a letter on them or something. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, um, it, it, just, kind of, it, it kind it, of you felt. Think it's
0: just trying to dissuade people, like regular people from wanting to venture out on their own.
1: Basically. I think it was. I think you know this may be way off. I might be uh, tooting my own horn folks. a little too much, but yeah. uh, it kind of felt like they were saying, "Hey, welcome to the neighborhood. You're
0: we're gonna keep an eye on you." Yeah,
1: you're still, uh, you're still in the in the matrix, buddy. you you're know, not off the can, grid uh, at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I see them. I see them, uh They still. I used to see them pretty weekly. Um, yeah. the weather is pretty bad this time of year here, so I don't know how how <laughs> much uh, stuff's flying around. But come springtime, I bet you they'll be out flying around. I just they're on
0: vacation just, right now. They're in the Palm Springs. Yeah, 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 I just
1: I just uh, I wave at them.
0: You know. Do you really? Yeah, <laughs>
1: That's they're awesome. low. You know, it could be something as benign as there's there's some sort of. Base around here or something like that but yeah. i
0: think it's the whole thing that yeah benign or not benign i think the fact that they don't have any kind of like tail number or anything yeah is pretty telling yeah, yeah they're the big ones you know they're the yeah and are they silent, kind of like what the people describe the black helicopters from the nineties as being? Like you really can't like hear them at all? Or? No, you could definitely hear them. Oh, okay. Well, that's because they wanted you to hear them. Yeah, yeah. They want me to. They want me <laughs> saying to know, hello. Yeah, they yeah. want me to to know that they're there. Okay. All right. Well, well, it's very interesting, and always I always uh, think back to that moment during that interview where I'm like, wow, you know, because I'm like, oh, are they trying to scare the fuck out of him? Like, like, yeah, it's or something.
1: Uh, <laughs> you know, you know, when you get into this and, and eventually like just yeah. synchro synchros pop up and like stuff that would freak other people out and people would be like, Oh my god, you know, yeah, now I, just, now I just I like, you know, I used to, to <laughs> I, I I used to hear Bigfoot in the morning when I was walking to my car when I still had my old job and I'd have to leave the house at four forty five in the morning. I'd hear that's a whole, I hear, whole show right there. You know, I hear Bigfoot right up on the hill over there. And I, I just
0: so you met my just, cousin my cousin Bertha. Yeah. Yeah. All right. all right <laughs> No, that's the whole show right there, Bigfoot and all that stuff. I I think that stuff's fun. Uh yeah, well, unless the things like coming at me and like trying to tear me apart. I don't think it'd be so fun then, but to talk yeah. about it, yeah, it's pretty fun. But anyway, okay. I really, really appreciate you taking the time seriously. And- yeah, this is
1: awesome, man. I like uh I like what you do, Chris. Keep sending me all those uh all I apologize. Those articles. No man. Those... I I I, OCD, I, don't, I don't I don't read them all, but I do go through them and I, I don't expect you to read It's there you, for a rainy
0: day if you want. That's if
1: what. you find stuff that you think would be good for our shows coming yeah. up, send it on over and I definitely need material now. So if people listening want to get a hold of me and send yeah. me news articles, anything like that, it's uh Deborah gets gets pilled at protonmail.com. You can find us on Twitter Instagram, and then uh, anywhere that you can find podcasts. Um, I would prefer you found us on a, a podcasting 2.0 platform. Like, is pod- there one that
0: will actually you can actually you know benefit like monetarily that you would rather people find you on? Nothing I've set up like that. Oh. Like people
1: to 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 get out of the you know I, I I use Apple Podcasts all the time but Podverse is a good one um that's yeah. one that uh the No Agenda guys no I'm a huge No Agenda fan so that's cool. the one that the No Agenda guys suggest and um yeah if you want to support us uh, financially yeah. um you know there's a Patreon link in our show notes it's uh, Patreon.com slash Debra gets red pilled and there are tiers for everybody. Five bucks a month gets you um, video of the shows and four extra shows a month. So, wow.
0: um, yeah. It's entertaining, folks. It really is. And I got to kick out just the title alone. I'm like, yeah, there's a whole bunch of money right there. Yeah, get in there. We're going to watch The Wraith, one of the great 80s
1: classics. You know, yeah. if you haven't seen it, Chris, uh, you should Why check it out. It? Yeah. It's got a uh, badass uh, Dodge Daytona. I'm sure the Dodge Daytona was a was a big – big hit in the in the boston area in in the oh, mid 80s yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like mean. the, cra- the crappiest <laughs> muscle car of all time but the one in the wraith is pretty badass
0: almost so. like a funny car like back with the monster trucks you got yeah funny cars yeah 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 and then you are you planning on you and deborah planning on following that up with the classic men at work perhaps or Oh man, at work. I don't know if we're gonna review that one, but uh, yeah. we've
1: got a couple ones. Yeah, and if you uh, if you want to come on for a for a movie well, review, we got to get you on be, for more for more of the guest shows. But yeah, we'd we'd love to have you on for for a bunch of stuff. So
0: uh, that's I, that makes it feel really good. I what were you doing that. on? Were you doing uh Kurt Cobain on Tinfoil Hat? We went. You know what? It wasn't live, so it's gonna be on. I think that the Sam Triplett wanted me to call him actually. Um, like last night, and uh, I still got to figure out what that was all about. But we went from Kirk Cobain to um, to Sandy Hook with uh, the Alex Jones stuff, or we went with Joe Rogan a little bit, we went everywhere, like nine eleven, JFK Jr., Columbine. I went into a bunch of that, and we went all over the map with uh, with stuff. So, yeah, me on there for on that, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I was sad to hear that what you had told me about the uh, the vaccine vaccination oh, but anyway you know what i look forward to um uh, just speaking whether on my show your show whatever uh i'm glad you oh, took the time man
1: yeah anytime dude uh i'm happy to come on and i feel honored to uh been a been a guest dude this is fun you know so much stuff and it's cool because yeah we could just have a uh we can my head's can go about to explode from it yeah. you know i gotta
0: get it out yeah yeah you know? or it'll be like scanners like yeah you know? <laughs> All right, folks, uh, that's about it, and uh, until we meet again. Cool. How dare you?